an hour or worse. Okay, so this will be part two, David Wilcock. Kindness, patience, forgiveness. This is the front of the brain. Your frontal lobe processes things like self-consciousness, whether you feel anxious about yourself, whether you feel awkward. All of those kind of emotions that would lead to you not wanting to get up on stage and talk to a bunch of people, all those emotions that say, oh my God, I had a little stuttering when I was a kid. Now I don't want people to know that I might still stutter. I'm all worried about it. That's overactive frontal lobe. Okay, if, if, you're, if your frontal lobe is going nuts, if your frontal lobe is too active, then what's going to happen is that you are going to be cosmotic or whatever you want to call it in psychology, where you are questioning everything that you do. You're always having uh, self-conscious thoughts. You're constantly worried about what other people say about you, what other people think about you. And then here's what can happen. You might end up in a situation where you have been traumatized very, very greatly and very repeatedly. And it may be that over the course of many repeated examples of this trauma, that some people's minds voluntarily turn off the frontal lobe. They turn it off. This is a biological defense mechanism. It is a response to trauma. It is a protective mechanism against trauma. Your brain does this for you. If you go through too many of these emotional upsets, if you go through too much emotional pain, your body will start to shut off the frontal lobes. And the more that that goes on, the more it, it snowballs with additional traumas. So if, you're, if you're in a highly abusive environment for years on end, your brain will actually deactivate the frontal lobes. And there are, there are usually going to be, now this gets into a, a version of, of psychotherapy called somatic experience because you don't want your brain to do this. You do want your frontal lobes to be activated. So what is somatic experiencing? Somatic experiencing is a technique that has proven to be effective because it gets results. So let's talk about some interesting things that we learn from the animal kingdom. And there is a guy who did this work. I forget the name of the scientist off the top of my head because I don't have slides for this, but this is all part of the psychopath discussion when we double click on it. In the animal kingdom, it has been observed that when animals get into a fight to the death, when they have that fight to the death, or when they almost have a fight to the death, when something deeply, intensely traumatic and upsetting happens to them, they will eventually go to a safe place in many, many cases, and then they will have tremors. Their body starts shaking, and they have tremors, and that, in the somatic experiencing lexicon, is called a release. Okay? There are films of this with polar bears. A polar, two polar bears get into a fight. The polar bear that was in the fight, they, they track him. He goes off to a, an area after this fight. He's all scratched up, and he starts shaking. And I would say that this is something that we have lost, but in somatic experiencing, they call it a release. Now, a release as a human being doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have traumatic shaking in your body. It can. Uh, and in the sexual experience, a lot of times the sexual release is 
But this is not the only way, and it's not something that you have to be dependent upon. Uh, there are plenty of ways that don't involve being in a relationship that you can still release this stuff. So in somatic experiencing, what happens is that you are asked to hold a traumatic memory, and you don't even have to say what it is. You don't even have to give the therapist the memory. And then they say, now go inside your body and tell me where you feel this. Where, what part of your body are you feeling? What part of your body are you noticing right now? And what can you tell me about it? And the strangest thing begins to happen. Your attentive, attentiveness will pivot to a certain part of your body that actually starts to feel pain in a lot of cases. And that pain is associated with a memory. And then you might actually start crying. You don't have to say what the memory is out loud, but in the process of going into the pain, you discover that there is an anchor point between a physical trauma and a part of the body. And so without getting into details, there are certain times in my life where I experienced some physical violence. Thankfully, it was never that bad. But in certain somatic experiencing uh, events, I was asked to tune into a memory and ask where, this, where, where does my attention go? And I go to a certain part of my body, and then I realize that I actually was injured there. Mm. And that this is like a somatic memory. And you haven't healed this, your brain is eventually going to deactivate the frontal lobes. So that there's not the electrical activity there, which means you're not burdened anymore by worrying about what people are going to think about you. You're not burdened by fear. You don't even have a healthy fear, necessarily. Mm. You'll just do what you want. You don't think about how other people are going to feel based on your actions you don't think about what they're going to do you don't worry about consequences you don't worry about getting caught you don't worry about going to jail you think you're going to be able to talk your way out of it you think that everything's cool you're fine this is not normal the brain is not meant to run without a frontal lobe and if you don't use your frontal lobe you're, you're missing out on a lot of the joy of living because you're never really going to feel love. You're never really going to feel warmth. You're never really going to feel happiness. The only happiness that you get in the psychopathic arena is by hurting people, controlling them, manipulating them. And it's very difficult to really grasp that this could happen. But going back to the slide now, here is the brain on the left of a normal person with a frontal lobe. There are websites that can teach you about this, like the psychopathfree.com website. And uh, before we get into that, let's go over here. Um, I just want to say that psychopathfree.com, I've never talked about it in a video before, I don't think, or maybe I did once or twice. But for me, it is the gold standard of websites that discuss how to actually, the, the practical advice of how to unhook from a psychopath. Because again, the sad reality, if you haven't gotten into one of these, I'm so grateful that this has never happened to you, but when death is the only way out, when somebody's going to die, it's you or the other person or both. You know, when I grew up in Scotia, New York, right down the street from me, there was a family where the husband came home, shot the wife with a shotgun after she had divorced him and he had moved out. He came... Okay, he's buffering again. Had a very pivotal moment. Back with a gun, 
He shot her and killed her, and then he shot himself and killed himself. And that was four doors down from my house. And I guess when it finally happened was the early 80s. So this stuff does happen. There are these situations where people literally cannot get out. And something bad does happen. And what's going on right now sure sounds an awful lot like that, doesn't it? That there's going to be these horrible things that will happen after the election, if it turns out a certain way. Or maybe even if it doesn't. Maybe no matter how the thing turns out, maybe no matter which way the wind blows, it's all going to go that way. We also have a picture up there, by the way, on the... So, this is, this is how it works in the real world. The real world is not nice, the real world is not fun, the real world is very, very messy. And if you get entangled with psychopaths, they're always trying to make you doubt yourself, they're always trying to make you doubt your intuition, doubt your heart doubt what you really are thinking and feeling inside and there are many many people over the eons over the millennia throughout all the known inhabited worlds in this galaxy alone you know nasa's now saying that there's something like 80 million earth-like planets in our galaxy alone or i think it's 80 billion actually now it's 80 billion yeah so that's just a staggering number I mean, you know, the the number of Earth-like planets is so common that it's pretty much like almost every star has a watery Earth-like planet. Mm -hmm. So I would wager that we're going to find out that intelligent life is very, very common in the universe and that it follows an intelligent design. (laughs) That intelligent design is what we would call the Logos. It's the mind of the galaxy. I talk all about this. Here it comes, everybody. Kaboom new book awakening in the dream part of the reason why i haven't been talking very much is that this book is still current there's still things in this book that haven't happened yet it tells you the future and it tells you how this thing that we're going through right now is going to work out and i stand behind it uh there's a lot of things in here that i wouldn't even want to talk about right now because it could cause the channel to go down very easily but it's already in the book and remember i finished the book in january so i didn't know about any of this stuff that's happened since then But the whole book is written for a person going through an economic collapse, basically. And and how you cope with that and how you deal with that reality, which is now basically everybody's reality. So the psychopath is a person who, throughout all the different worlds, all the different worlds in our galaxy and beyond, everybody's been cracking on this, trying to figure out, is there a way that I can make my psychopath love me? Is there a way that I can force this person to be the way that I want them to be? If I'm nice enough, if I'm loving enough, if I'm patient enough, if I'm forgiving enough, if I give I them enough benefit of the doubt. At all. There's no way. What does, going back to the slide real quick, what does the psychopathfree.com website say about this? They actually make it very clear. No. The only protocol <laughs> that works with a psychopath is no contact. Now, what does this mean exactly? This means no matter how many ways you try to solve this Rubik's Cube and all the different... You're never going to be able to make this work if it's a real, what I would call a pure psychopath. Because there's diff- people are on a spectrum. There's a psychopathic spectrum. This is my observation. The farther down they are on that spectrum towards the incurable part, the more you need to practice no contact. 
Now, what does that actually mean? It means no anything that you say draws you back in. Any response that you make draws you back in. This person is going to constantly try to reaccess you. They're going to keep sending you letters. They're going to keep sending you texts. They're going to keep trying to call. They're going to show up wherever you want to go. They're going to talk to the people you know. They're going to say lies about you, horrible things about you. They're going to spread it to everybody they know. And this is painful because this has happened to me more often than I care to admit. And so after all of these years and studying this and applying it personally, I can honestly say, just like the slide says, the only protocol that works is no contact. Now, why is that? Because the psychopath's only goal is to be psychopathic. If they can apologize to you and have you believe it, and then they can go back to doing what they were already doing once they've groomed you again, they will Mm -hmm. gladly do that. Mm -hmm. So most psychopaths will never apologize, but if they do, it's coming out of manipulation. Mm -hmm. So they will do whatever it takes to continue to have this situation develop, which is basically that you're always in trouble, you're always apologizing, you're always saying you're sorry, it's very complicated, and you you are going out of your way to try to change your behavior, to try to change these things about yourself, that the person tells you, nobody else will love you. Nobody else will love you but me. I'm the only one that you can trust. I'm the only one that you can rely on. Nobody else would put up with you but me. And this is very, very sad, but it's also very, very personal. And that's why what I'm saying to you is that this is the background, this is the tradecraft behind this idea that there is a global acrimonious divorce going on. And the children are being dragged into the divorce. And again, please don't get stuck on the idea that this is only a divorce between maybe a couple of people on one side and one guy on the other side. One guy who's been hated for five years nonstop like a bulldozer, a blanket of nonstop coverage that never gives any other view, never has anything nice to say, and has been caught lying thousands of times making up the most outlandish, ridiculous stuff and how weird it is that we can't really talk about it. And that there's people who believe it. There's people who the psychopath has manipulated to such a degree that they believe the lie more than what their own eyes will see. That somebody would actually think it's a good idea to have information withheld from you. That you don't even get to survey the information. You don't even get to decide. So that if anybody talks about this person that's been hated for five years in any type of supportive way, you could just lose your whole platform. It's that easy. That's all you have to do. That kind of totalitarianism that's being supported by an entire institution in vertical integration. We're talking about mainstream media. We're talking about social media. We're talking about the very nature of the system that is supposed to be for the people, of the people, and by the people. A public interacting, a public location where we assemble. Freedom of assembly is one of the freedoms gathered in the Constitution. That's gone. Freedom of speech, that's gone. Okay? You don't have the right to assemble. Freedom of assembly should be protected, meaning barring some very egregious violations, you shouldn't be having your channels taken down. And I know that they're looking for any excuse to do it to me. 
That's why this might be the last show. So I waited until the night before because I want to use this global meditation technology to get something done that's done right. So again, going back to the slide one more time, I hate to be so repetitive, but this is really important. The only protocol that works is no contact. And this is on the psychopathfree.com website. Now here it is. If you look at this website, you type in psychopathfree.com, this is what you're going to see. So it used to be a discussion forum. It says new registrations are permanently closed. Obviously, the trolling phenomenon happened. She could only handle it for so long. I assume it's a woman. I don't know for sure. I think the tone is a woman. The author of PF is writing a new book. Please click here to learn more. Now, what you have to do at this point is scroll down to the bottom because this is where all the good juice is, folks. And you have to go down to the very bottom of the page where it says Psychopath Free Library, okay? And it says right there, a collection of member-contributed articles complete with a commenting system that integrates fully with the forum. Administrators will manually promote helpful forum posts to the library with your approval. So, I mean, that's how it started. Obviously, now she's not doing it anymore. But this is the library page, which is psychopathfree.com slash articles. So you got to go to the bottom, click on this. Now, this is where all sociopathic or narcissistic relationship how do we get back to our true self? And then it says, I can barely read it on this little screen here. It also says below that, healing complex PTSD after emotional wounding. There is hope and relief for those who have survived a toxic relationship, betrayal, infidelity, silent treatment, manipulation, and gaslighting. The infamous gaslighting word, which Elizabeth hates that word, by the way, wishes that we never use it, but... I'll just explain it because you're probably going to hear it a lot. Gaslighting is a reference to a movie, I think it was from the 1930s, in which there was a guy who was convincing people in a house that it was haunted by the lights turning on and off. So it's really scary when the lights are turning on and off and you think that there's a spirit involved and everybody gets scared and everybody's freaked out. The lights, by the way, happen to be lights that were running with a gas, so it's called gaslighting, okay? Because he, at the end of the, of the movie... You find out that he is the one turning the lights on and off and making them think that there's a ghost. And this is the Scooby-Doo effect, right? What always happens at the end of every episode of a Scooby-Doo cartoon, I should know because I'm born 1973, I watched probably all of them. It would have been fine if it wasn't for you meddling kids, right? The, the guy is not, it's not a ghost, it's not a monster. Scooby thinks that it's a monster, you know, oh, give me Scooby snacks. At the end of the show, they always figure out that it's just a guy and he's dressed up in a costume and he is gaslighting. <laughs> he's been gaslighting whoever the heck they, you know, wherever they were. It's the same story. So what's really going on, in my view, is that we have a global Scooby-Doo movie taking place right now. And we're almost at the point that a whole lot of things that look like they have nothing to do with anything, you're going to have this mask ripped off, and you're going to find out that there was a guy. Oh, we know a guy. We got a guy. There's a guy. And this guy is doing this stuff, and he's really doing this. When social media and mainstream media work as a block, B-L-O-C, when they work as a unit, when they comprise in vertical integration... When companies are vertically integrated, controlled from the top with one agenda, 
That is a very significant thing. Let's never forget the work of the Swiss scientist, Dr. James Glatfelder, who analyzed 48,030 transnational corporations in a database called Orbis 2007, I believe it was. It was the 2007 version. And he looked at all the transnational corporations in the world. There's about 48,000 of them. And he looked to find with the supercomputer using fuzzy logic if there was a hidden connection between these different companies. And this includes like shared members on the board of directors. Okay? Stuff that's not necessarily obvious. That people are married to each other and they're in different components of the same thing. Kipper entity of only 147 corporations. And of those 147 corporations, he published the list of the top 50. Two thirds of that top 50 are the too big to fail banks. So there's something somehow interrelated with the too big to fail banks. It is an irrefutable fact around the time of 2008 that this entire system collapsed. This entire system fell flat on its face and the only way that it came back to life was with derivatives. narcissistic abuse of the human population on Earth. The bailout of $29 trillion, of which, by the way, the gross world product, or GWP, the total amount of money in the world at this time, was only like $58 trillion. So if you print $29 trillion out of thin air, you've stolen more than half of all the money in the world. Dr. James Glatfelder is showing you something that was also confirmed with the LIBOR scandal. You have all these apparently different banks. Go look it up if you can still find it, if they haven't gotten rid of it yet. If you remember this, it's very important right now. All the top too-big-to-fail banks were actually cheating and working against each other, but working for each other appearing to work against each other making side deals on who was going to be winning and who was going to be losing and whose credit goes up and whose credit goes down and this system was just teetering ever since then you have an entire generation that as of right now doesn't have hope doesn't have hope for their future doesn't have hope that the traditional system that people in my generation my wife's generation And how do people tolerate that? How do people deal with that? It makes you psychopathic in many cases, and you go online and you start hating people because you're trying to you're trying to reconcile some irreconcilable grief. So I guess we have a question from the audience that we can ask about right now. Why don't you throw that down on the throw that down on the floor, and I'll know to look at that when the time comes. Thank you. Want to jump to something else first before this, but. Uh, when we have that kind of a situation that kind of a total breakdown in our society you can't really hide it there isn't a future to look forward to for a lot of people and that's the way it was before this dreaded year the year that is supposed to be a number corresponding to having clear because it's going to become common when they say the lady doth protest too much right what What happens when a psychopath is about to get caught? They start telling everybody you know that you're an asshole. They start trying to go after everything in your life. 
So when they're about to get caught, they attack you. So isn't it interesting you did something wrong. that this thing that I've been talking about with our friends, what our friends are doing, what our friends started to tell me about back in 2009, an unbelievably massive international effort. Forget about the guy that's been hated for the last five years for just a minute. This is not just him. This has actually very little to do with him, although I believe that what has been done is amazing and is heroic, okay? For many, many reasons. Society hasn't accepted on a global level yet what is actually going humanity. And I would actually say no. What I'm, what I'm saying is most people are not psychopathic, but if you have an unusual number of them with this kind of characteristic coming into your life, then there might be something in you that allows this to happen. And there is a name for that. It's called codependency. So another thing that I think we are all dealing with on a global level right now is, is the codependent addiction. Now for me, getting off of alcohol and mind-altering drugs in 1992, because I had a serious problem at that time, Getting off of alcohol and mind-altering drugs was easy. I actually quit cold turkey, and I didn't go and I didn't relapse. I was able to just stay off of it. But codependency was vastly, vastly, vastly more difficult for me to recover from. And what is codependency? Codependency is where you literally are dependent upon having other people in your life. And without other people in your life, you fall apart. And so you cannot have a relationship end without immediately getting another one. You have to be involved with someone. You have to be in love. You have to be in a relationship. <clears throat> you can't handle not being in a relationship. And I understand the particulars of this, right? A beautiful woman, for example, probably doesn't want to not be in a relationship because she's going to get hit on all the time, everywhere she goes. And when you can say, I have a boyfriend, that's the instant get out of jail free card you don't have to deal with any of the other stuff i have a boyfriend or i'm married you know, either one but when we're dealing with the real debilitating aspect of codependency what does this mean this means that you are addicted to giving yourself away to other people you're addicted to trying to convince someone who doesn't love you that they should change so you seek out the unwinnable, you seek out people who are not going to change, you seek out people who are not going to get any better, they're not going to treat you better, they're not going to be nicer to you, or anything. And you are trying and you're addicted to getting them to change, and you're hoping that this time they're going to change. Well, I had codependency going on for a very long time in my life, and it, uh, it's debilitating. And it was personal, professional, it was in all different levels of my life. And the real core of codependency is a lack of self-worth, a lack of self-virtue. When you feel like you don't, you don't deserve a real loving relationship, you have to try to find one that's all messed up and then make it better. Because there's some part of you, and it usually is parental trauma, it's your mother or your father, depending on who you are, or it could be both of them, where there was something that you wanted from them that you never got. 
so you're desperately trying to get that back you're desperately trying to recover something of value from this person you want them to be nice to you you want them to love you and you're hoping that if you can just do what they want if you can solve the equation that they will treat you lovingly because that's your assumption that everybody's a loving person everybody's a good person but when you look at the titles here let's go back to the slide for a second uh dissolving the ptsd fight or flight response after abuse long-term healing after narcissistic abuse illusion that post-traumatic stress disorder only applies to somebody who went through war as a soldier and if he hears a helicopter outside he jumps behind his couch and crouches in fear that you know that. the vcs are coming or there's an incoming you know whatever I see it is that. i've seen that many that definitely times. can happen war trauma is some of the most it's severe not. But when you actually study post-traumatic stress it's very sad it's it's any type of trauma that can cause this and it just has to be something that is systematic and prolonged and so guess what and it's dangerous too. i think that just about all of Especially us right now they were have PTSD because of this year alone and what we've had to go through and the masks that we've had to wear and the loss of freedom and the loss of our jobs and our businesses and our livelihoods the loss of continuity that we have to a lot of people i mean everybody who has kids is having to have their kids at home and they're having to teach them at home and we have all these buildings that are just fine but we're told that it's deadly to go into these buildings and we have to stay home and there's another lockdown going on in europe right now coincidentally just in time for whatever else it is that's going on right now but you can't the the the, the problem with the codependent is ultimately that you realize that you're not going to win. You can't win this thing. When you're dealing with a real psychopath, when you want to heal from narcissistic abuse, when you want to dissolve the PTSD fight or flight response, heal from complex PTSD. Now, what does PTSD really mean again? It means that there is something debilitating going on in your life where stresses and, and traumas that you've had are affecting your peace of mind and your ability to function normally. your everyday life. And this is happening to almost everyone. Almost everyone has had huge huge infringements in their freedom, in their livelihood, in their financial well-being and their mode. But there really is this organized entity or what Dr. James Gladfelder called a super entity of 147 corporations that are vertically integrated into a single well it's not really a single but let's call it that for right now a single society a single group that is very hierarchical that has a very clear pecking order with very clear rank and anyone who is out there and is seen in the public eye on a global level is never more than mid level never it just doesn't happen some of the mid level people have gotten quite powerful and have tried to go to the top and that does happen but The top is not something that you know about. The top is not people that you've necessarily seen or heard of. And apparently a large number of them have already been dealt with in the result of indictments that have been sealed and are unsealed just enough to address certain issues. Uh there's probably a whole lot of people that you never heard of and you're never going to hear of because they're not around anymore. And that's just reality. Okay? So our friends have been working on this since the a long long time going back to the 1950s and I talked about that in my last video. 
that turned pink mysteriously after it was done. Let's go to the sidebar of psychopathfree.com over here and take a look at some of these. These are the most popular articles right now. Five things sociopaths and narcissists say to make you feel crazy. 43,922 likes or views, whatever that is. 30 red flags of manipulative people, 30,560 views, 563 views. Why does it take so long to get over a relationship with a psychopath? 23,275 views. And that, again, is the codependency issue, where you, you are addicted to staying with your psychopath because you're hoping they're going to change, even though some part of you knows they never will. Seven signs of hypocrites and the people they target. 23,152 views. Torture by triangulation. We know that one. 20,119 views. They will turn everyone you know against you. That This is... Let's uh, all of your social outlets. You're not allowed to have friends. You're not allowed to talk to people. They get incredibly jealous. If you are trying to go out and do anything, if you're trying to talk to anybody, if you, if you any interaction, any socializing is forbidden. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're having now. It's true. But uh, we know this because we experience this. We live this. The narcissist tries to cut off all of your outlets so that you have nobody to look to but them for support. Why does this entity, this negative entity that is global, not want you to know about extraterrestrials? Because a lot of them are good people. Most of them are benevolent. The vast majority of the ones coming here are extremely benevolent and are actually directing how things work behind the scenes. That's what this is all about. I have a little section in here, again, in the, in the slideshow, just talk about this. But this, things like repeating numbers on clocks and license plates, you start to have, you know the phone is going to ring before it does, and you know who it is. You bump into somebody, just so happens that you bump into this person at just the right time, or somebody calls you at just the right time. These things are not accidents, okay? There is an awakening process that starts to happen to you where your life starts to give you paradoxical things, things that they tell you shouldn't be possible, things that they tell you shouldn't ever happen. And yet, it's happening to you. You are having things that bend and warp reality. You, you see evidence that there is a loving God. You see evidence of this in your own life. You have a powerful visionary dream that might predict the future. I've had many of those. You have these amazing synchronicities. You have people that say something to you right when you're having a... Psychopaths are never going to believe this stuff. They're never going to believe that they are wrong. They're never going to believe that there is a hidden spiritual hand behind reality. But there is. And you really don't need to work that hard to find out that it's there. All you need to do is work this path of being a loving, pure person, being kind genuinely guileless, non-manipulative, non-controlling. Try to just let go of the things that irritate you. When you get irritated by somebody, when somebody makes you angry enough that you want to lash out at them, you got to really think about whether you should do that and whether you're prepared to take the full karmic toll of the consequences of that kind of behavior because it's real and it can mess you up. So it's a good idea to really be aware that these spiritual principles that I've always been talking about and so many others have been talking about for all these millennia, 
these spiritual principles are not to be ignored and they're not to be messed with. This stuff really is true. These principles really are true. So anyway, given the fact that what we're seeing right now is so convoluted and so bizarre, the situation in the world, if, if, if you're looking at what's about to happen tomorrow and who's voting and, and who you're going to vote for and what's going on, it is the, the, the precursors leading up to this is the most bizarre thing we've ever seen. Remember my videos with Danny and Brinkley when we were talking about the, the greatest political manipulator in history was Lee Atwater, and what did he say? That whatever is going on around the time of an election has nothing to do with anything but the election. Anything and everything that's going on in the news is election-related, period. I don't care what you think. I don't care what they tell you, it's election-related, period. End of the story. And the amount of contradictions that most people are having to have in their mind, the, 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 the seemingly irreconcilable conflict of two candidates, which for some people, and a lot of my audience is not this way, let me just point that out, and I know who you are, and thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting us. But I do have to speak to the swingers, okay? Because there's a lot of swingers out there. It's an, it seems like it's an irreconcilable choice. It seems like it, you can't win no matter what. And I understand that. But what I like to do is really analyze who's the underdog? Who's got the most to lose? And what I'm seeing is this one person who's been completely annihilated for five years with not a burst of positivity, where now the entire vertically integrated system comprising of these 147 entities, two-thirds of which in the top 50 are too big to fail banks, right? We already said that. They own all these things. This is a scientifically provable fact. They own the press. They own big tech. They own the distribution channels. They own the forum in which we speak. And they have weaponized it to try at all costs to prevent you from encountering certain types of information that may inform your decisions just a little bit about who you're going to be voting for and what you might decide is the right choice. So wait a minute. If the system itself has turned into a block, if the system itself has turned into an entity that enforces an agenda across seemingly competitive industries that don't appear to have vertical integration with each other, they don't appear to be working for a common goal, they don't appear to have a sustained hidden agenda that's not even really hidden anymore, if you can't see that, then I don't know what else we can do right now. If you can't see that there is an acrimonious fight to the death, global divorce going on right now between two factions, both of which are very elaborate and have many, many people involved, then you're not really seeing what's going on. So what I'd like to do is to think about the old guy who now wants to be the new guy. He's going to rebrand, get back in there, start all over again. Let's start this all up again. Let's do it all over again. It's going to be better this time, I promise. That's what they always tell you, right? They always tell you that. What's the only thing you can really do, as psychopathfree.com says? No contact. 
But anyway, just for fun, on the sidebar here, it has this thing. So let's go to this now on the slide. And by the way, this is not going to last four hours. I'm already pretty far through my slideshow. Popular on Psychopath Free right now. Cheater, liar, charmer. Take the sociopath quiz. So I want you to think about this and all of these questions now as if the DS and its, its uh, cavalry of different types of media, if they fit the definition of psychopathic, if psychopaths actually could get together as a group and they all have a common agenda, they think the same way, they have a similar goal, and they have a hierarchical pecking order. If that's true, and there's a hell of a lot of evidence that unequivocally shows this, and it's right in your face, okay? If that's true, then this, this entity that has certain human representatives that show up and want to be voted for, and they want to be voted back in, let us back in, please. We're going to be so much nicer to you this time. I promise we're not going to do a $29 trillion bailout this time. I promise we're going to be better to you this time. I promise we're going to do more. I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise. Let's run that person, let's run that MD through the sociopath quiz. Why don't we? Let's do that right now. Okay, here we go. There's 13 questions. Does this person keep their promises? Well, let's think about this in terms of what has been going on. Absolutely not. The DS, this, this entity, definitely does not keep its promises. So, in fact, uh, out of all the sentences here, let's read this one because this is the most appropriate. No, this person does not keep their promises. Their actions never seem to match up with their sweeping words. I've mostly learned not to point it out. Otherwise, I seem sensitive and crazy. Well, now, that negative learning to not point it out is enforced on a global level. Does this person keep their promises? Absolutely not. All it is is, oh, well, we're only going to have to do a short-term, uh, we're only going to have to shut things off for a little while. i got to be very careful right now. And then we'll kick this thing in the butt, and we're going to come right back. Oh, well, now, at the beginning of the second debate, Oh, yeah, well, the lockdowns are going to continue until 2022. She actually said that. I was there. I mean, in the room while I was watching this, okay? I watched it on TV just like everybody else. Does this person keep their promises? I don't think so. Next question. Back to the slide. Does your partner, in this case, this entity, seem to understand your feelings? <laughs> well, uh, let's... There's two ones in here that are digging around for something not very good. Um, so let's read the first one. Not really, but it's always been this way. Even early on in the relationship, they were never especially caring. They can be pretty self-centered, but they're usually there for me if I really need help. That might be how most of us have seen this entity up until now. But now let's read the next one. Does your partner seem to understand your feelings? Not anymore. I find myself desperately trying to explain how they might feel if they were in my shoes but that just seems to annoy them or they give me the silent treatment it makes me feel crazy again i find myself desperately trying to explain how they might feel if they were in my shoes does your partner seem to understand your feelings no this entity 
didn't care what we felt about a $29 trillion, half the money of the world being stolen from us. It didn't care. It doesn't care no matter how many crimes a particular person running, when, when those crimes start to come out and it happens at the last minute, do they care about your feelings? No. Do they want you to read it? No. So we can definitely vote for that one. Okay, next question. Can this person be hypocritical? <laughs> well, uh, and then you see there are there's obviously one that's uh, really, really key here. They seem to have extremely high expectations of me, but they behave as if those same standards don't apply to them. They have high expectations of you, but the same standards don't apply to them. Doesn't that sound awful familiar? We get to do whatever we want. We get to make all these mistakes. We get to hurt all these people, adults, children. We can do whatever the heck we want. You don't get to complain. You don't even get to have a voice if you complain. We're going to take that away from you. <clears throat> Number three is a yes. Number four, do they ever lie? No, they would never lie to me. No more than any other person. White lies happen sometimes. And then the big one here, number two, yes. Do they ever lie? Yes. And nothing ever seems to be their fault. There's always an excuse for everything, even the things that don't require excusing. Nothing ever seems to be their fault. They never apologize. How many of these stories have been debunked? How many of the people that believed these stories even hear about the stories being debunked? How many of those debunked stories continue to be repeated ad nauseum year after year after year to the degree that you may not even realize how so many of these things were either blatantly false or grossly, grossly exaggerated? Blatantly proven false to the point that there are hearings, congressional hearings, and that investigations prove nothing happened. And there's these retractions, but you never hear about the retractions. So do they ever lie? Absolutely. So we got to hit on this question. Next question. Does this person ever pull away or withhold affection? And of course, the big independent variable here, yes. Does this person ever pull away or hold, withhold affection? Number two, yes. And it really confuses me after how attentive they were in the beginning of our relationship. It feels like they're constantly making excuses about why they can't communicate or spend time together. So they were very attentive in the beginning of our relationship, and now they make all these excuses. They're pulling away withholding affection. The equivalent here is absolutely the case. How much does this entity pull away from the truth? How much does it pull away when it gets caught? Almost 100%. And it makes it your fault. You're always to blame. You're the a-hole. You're the one that did things wrong. The entity is never wrong. You are wrong. And it's this powerful thing that stands up to you and says this to you. What can you do about it? You're not allowed to have an opinion about this man unless it's our opinion. You're not allowed to voice your support. Has he made a lot of gaffes? Yes. Has he said a lot of crazy stuff on Twitter? Heck yeah. Would I agree with it? Heck no. But please, for the umpteenth time, those who, who get mad at me and think that I have negativity here, I'm just being honest, okay? For me, it is a question of which one has more of these objectionable qualities. Which one is more psychopathic? And which one has the apparatus desperately trying to make sure 
that this person wins and not the other person. And then the, you got to ask yourself, you really need to ask yourself, why? Why would this apparatus risk everything? Why would this entity go completely for broke? If there was nothing to see here, folks, you don't need to see this stuff. These are not the droids you're looking for. This is not the information you're looking for. Let's just make it go away, shall we? Let's just make those people go away. It's like they never even existed. We'll call it a shadow. We're not really banning you, it's just a shadow. You're still alive, you can still say something, it's just nobody's gonna see it. No big deal. Or even that's not enough now. Okay, now he's buffering. Oh, you want buffer too long. I only have like 10 minutes before oh, right? my appointment's going to be here. Does this person ever pull away or withhold affection? Absolutely. In the beginning, what does it say then, uh, there again? Yes. And it really confuses me after how attentive they were in the beginning of our relationship. And now they're constantly making excuses. How attentive they were at the beginning of the relationship was this rock star campaigner in 2008 who in influenced me. And I cried about it in my last video. I'm not going to cry this time. But I did last time, and part of that is the betrayal, okay? Mm -hmm. It started out as a great relationship. I was really impressed. I was very excited, and I voted for that ticket. No way is that going to happen now. No way. Because that original relationship has been replaced with one that is now extremely degenerative and toxic. And if you can't see that, I don't know. I don't know what we can do here. Let's go to the next question. So definitely a hit on number five. Number six, what about your feelings in the relationship? Well, I feel calm, peaceful, and safe in my relationship. It has been consistent since the start. Well, on a global level, this would be like, okay, the world is happy. Everything's okay. Nothing really bad happened. <clears throat> That's not happening. And, uh, you know, maybe halfway up, you got to the top there where you're halfway, not not great. I'm not very happy in the relationship, but I still feel comfortable expressing my opinions and frustrations. Okay, that's not terribly bad. But then look at number three. What about your feelings in the relationship? And remember, this is about your feelings on earth right now and how these people who can bail themselves out with half the money in the world in 08 and control all the levers of power in the world because they took your money to bail that thing out so it still runs. What do we say here? Number three, I used to be such an easygoing person, but now I feel jealous, Miserable. desperate, and needy all the time. I used to be such an easygoing person, but now I feel jealous, desperate, and needy all the time. Does that not describe just about everyone today? I used to be so nice and easygoing, and now I'm jealous, desperate, and, and needy all the time. Hmm. Well, yeah, because what about your feelings in the relationship? Your feelings are not being heard. Your feelings are not being cared about. And I get it. Again, it can seem like it's going both directions. Either side of the ticket's got this. But if one side of the ticket is consistently enforcing its own opinions and making up countless amounts of lies, and there's literally nothing you can do to stop it, the media has never veered at all from this negative perspective. You have to consider that your feelings in this relationship are being completely suppressed. So this entity that is doing all this stuff, 
that took your money in 2008, took half the wealth of the world, and is telling you what to think right now, it is not listening to your feelings. So we got a hit on number six. Number seven, are you afraid of losing this person? Well, that's what this whole election is about because some people feel like that person was lost. Some people feel like this, this orange man got in there and oh, everything has gone to hell ever since then. It's, it's so bad now. Well, that's because you're being told it's bad. Up until this happened, the economy had actually greatly improved up until this thing happened. It hadn't even occurred at the time I finished this book, but I, the book's all about it. I knew, I, some, some part of me knew what was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And the prophecies talk about this, and there's a lot more we can say on that. Are you afraid of losing this person? Let's go back to the question and read it. So, you know, th there's, some, there's some really lovey stuff here. Why would I ever worry about losing my partner? I know that our love is mutual and our relationship is healthy. This isn't even something that would enter my mind. I don't know. Okay, you know, that sounds pretty awesome for you if you can answer it that way, but I don't think that's the case here. Uh, so, are you afraid of losing this person? Read number two. Yes. My excitement about finding love seems to have turned into a constant fear of losing it. I worry that any fight could be our last. So, this is absolutely a factor. My excitement about finding love seems to have turned into a constant fear of losing it. I worry that any fight could be our last. That is literally what's going on right now. Because the media has gotten you to think that if this election doesn't turn out one and only one way, which is the way that they're enforcing, that somehow some really, really horrible thing is going to happen. That this man is going to turn into this overnight dictator and, and, and fascism and oh my god it's just going to be so freaking bad and I've even watched videos of people in the LGBTQ community where I don't know what happened because I don't read this stuff but whatever the heck they've been told has made them think that if this man gets back in wins a second term that you cannot be gay he will not allow you to be gay <laughs> whatever the hell else it is that you want to try to do you can dress up, you can do whatever the heck you want, okay? Okay, so I'm going to end it there because this is going to an another hour. So we got two hours in.